What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Frame Skip Podcast. This is episode 49. I am one of your hosts, Seth Lakehouse, joined, as always, by George Cam Newton Loftus. We're back, baby. The Patriots are back. They finally spent money. We got Hunter Henry. We got Jonu Smith. Feeling good. Feeling, feeling really good? good. Yeah, feeling, feeling good. good. That's yeah. awesome. How'd they hear it? But not somebody to throw to them. Hey, Cam Newton. Uh, Seth and I, I think we talked about this a little bit on our private episode that was just the two of us, that there are so many unforeseen consequences of getting COVID. And I know some people recover immediately, and that's great. Uh, Cam Newton appeared to not be one of those people. He looked fantastic in like that week two, week three Seahawks game. He threw for like over 300 yards. Like Edelman had, I think, like 170 yards in that game, 11 catches, something like that. Like the dude, I think, still has gas in the tank. I think COVID just took it out of him. It was a new system. It was a new year. And let's be honest, there was not a lot of talent around him. So I 100% stand by the fact that I don't think he is a good quarterback. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was only I think like he's the average 2015 at MVP and broke a whole bunch of records and uh, trophy winner. Yeah, no, well, you, I, yeah. Also, you also thought Tom Brady was average the best, Elijah. Yeah, you also thought Carson Wentz was good. So I mean, like, you, I did think Carson Wentz was good. He's not. He's not good. Yeah. It's undoubtable that Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time at this point. Yeah. It's like, like he went to a new team and took them to the Super Bowl, Elijah. Yeah. yeah. They had him in the playoffs in like six years. That team was stacked. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I think, I think a, lot of, a lot of people could have done that, but no one, I think, could have done that quite as easily as. Uh, yeah, that's just it. Like, I, I still think Tom Brady is a little above average, but the team he played for this year was just stacked. They there had the right players everywhere. Absolutely nothing Tom Brady could do to prove to you that he is the best quarterback of all time. He could sit on that field and throw a pass so hard that it blows the grass off the field, and you'd be like, nah, at yeah, least then but, I'd accept it. Yeah, but, you know, that could be a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> I the will ball say... was too deflated. That's why the grass <laughs> blew off the field. Uh, I, I don't want to hear that argument ever again. Um, <laughs> I will say the one thing that's, like, most disappointing about Tom Brady, he had this amazing career in New England. Uh, I grew up watching him. It was a lot of fun. Because I remember losing that first Super Bowl when I was, like, six. Uh, that was disappointing. And then I was just like, oh, the Patriots, oh, I guess they're not good because they can't win a Super Bowl. And then I had a pretty good 20-year run. I'm so pissed that the last through, like the last pass he threw in New England was a pick six. Like, I think that's what like pisses me off the most. Now, oh, my Elijah, God, I forgot about that. Elijah. Yes. I remember seeing in the Slack that you recommend you wanted a new nickname. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> you ladies, man. Elijah Steele. <laughs> I could have sworn there was. I, I could have swore there was a conversation about you wanting a new nickname. George gave me a new nickname. What was it? Uh, the Apex Adonis, I believe. <laughs> it was like Adonis Creed. Yeah, well, also just dude. like that super hot Greek myth dude, the one that uh, that that was who was it? Aphrodite fell in love with. It and is. So that's why everyone is just like, oh, he's a total Adonis. Like it's just like a person so hot that the that a, a god of love would would fall for him. Have you guys seen the Creed movies? I, I was going to say, is it bad? I know more about the Greek myth than the uh, Creed slash Rocky movies. 
I don't think that's bad. I've seen the first one. I never saw the second one, which I'm dying to because it's like basically Rocky Four Part Two, which yeah. Rocky Four, absolutely incredible. That's I hear Rocky it's fantastic. That movie, I think, won the United States the Cold War <laughs> single handedly. The movie's absolutely incredible. Um, now, so what is your opinion on the Creed movies, George? I've only seen the first one. I thought that was great. I thought, I thought Sylvester Stallone was surprisingly subtle in that movie. And I think that was the one thing I was worried about is because he has this uh, tendency to go big. Yeah. But I thought he was super subtle. It really let Michael B. Jordan be the star. And I thought he was, I thought he was awesome in it. Like just the beginning where it's just like, Oh, on this week, on the weekends, he goes down to do like illegal boxing matches in Mexico. It's just like, Oh man, this guy's different. <laughs> this guy's, yeah, this guy's, I this thought, guy's built weird. And I, I like thought it. it was, it was good, but not as good as the original Rocky series. I mean, <clears throat> For for me, like the music sells Rocky Balboa and pushes it over the edge. Because I think without the music, it's just like your average motivational uh, rock, like boxing movie. And I I never felt that pop in Creed that 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 like oh sh- like like you know let's let's go moment in Creed because the music didn't hit me right. And it's not because I don't like the genre. I love rap, but I just for some reason that that music I did I didn't think matched the tone of the movie as well. And I feel the same way in the second one. But the second one is good. I, I like the second. I'm not one to talk though because like I love like the Vince DiCola score from like the the third or I guess he I know for a fact he did the fourth I don't know if he did any of the other ones but uh, Elijah you'll recognize that name because you he had also, me at Vince DiCola he also did a lot of the Transformers, Transformers. yeah exactly yeah he, he did all the music from the movie <laughs> yeah well I, um, I think the Transformers movies for the I don't remember the the newer ones but the the, the old ones generally had an amazing soundtrack the animated ones. Oh, not the Amazon. I thought you were talking about the, the live action ones. No, no, no. Uh, no. Vince Nicola did the music for the 1985 animated film, and that has to be one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It's oh, uh, it's just banger after banger. Like it is just hair metal city up in there, and it is oh, so yeah. good. I love oh, everything I, about that it's soundtrack. Like hair metal, hair metal, hair metal. Very solemn. The death of Optimus Prime. That makes me cry every time. Followed by more hair metal, and it's like, I, it's just so emotional. Oh, we got to get Weird Al Yankovic up here for a second. Celebrity. Me and my girlfriend were uh, watching Pokemon the first movie last night. And I forgot how much of a banger soundtrack that movie had. Oh, it's so good. That movie has an amazing soundtrack. A little M2M. A little Don't Say You Love Me, You Don't Even Know Me. Yeah. Brother, my brother. Yeah, that's a good good Stop it, man. We don't want a copyright strike on this podcast. Yeah, true. Be careful. True. (laughs) Um, So what are you guys up to this week? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm closing on a house this week. That's exciting. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you, bud. Got a puppy. That's also exciting. What kind of what, what, uh, breed? Uh, half German Shepherd, half Australian cattle dog. Oh, wow. It's going to be a handful for you. Yeah. God, she is just so much more energy than I am. Um, yeah. It's a lot. But, God, she's so cute. And she only, she only bites me, I'd say, like, 14% of the time. Okay. She bites my, my partner a lot more. I think she's scared of me, and so she respects me a little bit more, but she doesn't give me the love I want, <laughs> and mm. she, like, loves my partner, but is just, like, a complete wild child with her. Like, she she gets, like, frustrated just because the, the dog has so much energy with her, and then I show up, and she's very, like, respectful, quiet, and so, like, I've been, like, taking her for walks just because it's a little bit more focused. Uh, yeah. Is it bad you say that, and the first thing that comes to my head is from uh, Cool Runnings, when he just looks over, this doesn't mean that I like you. <laughs> Yule Brenner. So, so here's the deal, man. Like, 
I think you should be able to reference Cool Runnings. I just don't see why you can't reference Cool Runnings and Rocky. Like it's not, it's not, it's not like an either or situation, you know. I've just never seen Rocky, dude. You're from Philly. No, I'm from two and a half hours <laughs> north. You're, you're from okay. You're from Eastern PA. All right, like it's not even Eastern PA. You're central. from you're from the eastern half of PA. <laughs> no, he's not. Like Wait, dead are, center. Are, I'm more right. central. Than you're he from is. Pennsylvania. <laughs> You're from the East Coast. You're from the Eastern Seaboard. You should. You're see from the United States. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing, Elijah, that you've never seen Rocky because I think you would like it. I'm sure I would. I just the f- never have. The first one is great because it's kind of like a weird, like I think it's like a 1980, like almost like an independent movie. Like Sylvester Stallone won an Academy Award for screenwriter for that movie. Like yeah. it's it's really good. He sold his dog. Did he really? Yeah, he he before I forget the whole story. He was like pitching the movie and or and no one would would like hire him and he had to sell his dog in order to get by and he's like I'm going to come back and buy this dog from you someday. And like he did after he he probably got rocky and got rich and got his money. He went back that was the first thing he did and bought his dog back. God, he pawned oh, wow. his dog. Jesus. Yeah, he had to. You are you saying he Pond. Uh, all right. <laughs> Way enough. to ruin a really <laughs> motivational and nice story with your, You're your welcome. puns. Yeah, motivational Jeez. nice story about a guy selling his dog. Uh, but yeah, Rocky <laughs> One, great. Rocky Two, surprisingly good sequel. Rocky Three, I don't love it. It's enjoyable, but I, I don't think it's like great. Rocky Four is completely off the rails, just insane, and I love it. Yeah, Rocky Four is incredible, and then Rocky Five is so bad. Yeah, Rocky Five is bad, but again, there are worse ways to spend two hours, you know. Than, yeah, than Rocky yeah. Five. Even even though it's the worst Rocky movie and arguably a bad movie, I can still enjoy it. But I will say that 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 series makes a real strong comeback in Rocky Balboa, aka Rocky Six. Yeah, agreed. And then that movie's amazing. Yeah, and then I know you love that awkward moment, Elijah. Yes. More Michael B. Jordan is never a bad thing. No, no, that's why. That's legitimately why I wanted to see Creed, like without even having seen Rocky Four. I'm like, I want to see this movie. Do but, you know? Do you own it on PSVR by any chance? The Creed game? I don't. I it's so me. good. I mean, I don't. I don't know how good it is on PSVR, but on Quest, it's incredible because you can actually move around the ring and like slip and dodge and whatnot because you're not constrained by um, you know, that front-facing camera on, mm. on PSVR. Mm-hmm. So with Oculus Quest, you can actually move around the ring and, and make big moves. So I'm not—I mean, I'm not sure how good or bad it is on PSVR, but it seems like it would be very constricting to box. I, I'm, I'm sure it's like acceptable. It's not mm-hmm. going to be as good, but it's still going to be fine. Yeah, that's generally what, I, what I've noticed with PSVR. How do you guys feel about this PSVR two rumor coming out? Oh man, yeah, I was hoping we'd talk about that. Those controllers look incredible. I am yeah. so excited yeah. for that. Uh, that actually, that announcement was what made me pull the trigger on a bunch of PlayStation VR games, because I assume they're going to keep Ooh. like the uh, forwards compatibility stuff with PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. That's what so we're I, hoping. Yeah, so I assumed any PlayStation 4 VR game, uh, there's just a whole bunch like on clearance at Best Buy, so I just grabbed like a couple, like uh, Rick and Morty, Virtual Ricality, Starblood Arena, and uh, a third one that uh, escapes me right now. Oh, uh, Persistence, the Persistence. That's right, Persistence. I, I wish that was multiplayer so we could play together. You know, yeah, when you get VR, I I do really enjoy that game. Uh, I'm actually the studio that uh, made that game follows me on Twitter. Ooh, I don't know why, but I mean they're a cool studio. Uh, it's a studio. A lot of the like higher ups there made Wipeout. Huh. 
damn, that's really good to know because I've Which been are sing- amazing games. singing Wipeout's praises forever. God, I love Wipeout. I've been in the mood to go back and play more again. So good on Vita. It's so good on Vita. Um, <laughs> it really is. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm hyped as hell on that because like, I really want to play Half-Life Alex. Like that is, I've been looking into ways to like rig something together so I could stream it basically from uh, my okay gaming PC mm-hmm. to my uh, to my quest. Um, but it just I'm not that technically savvy, so I just don't really trust myself. And I'm I'm so bad on Windows. Like I tried to get. Why don't you just do it with the cable? Do like the Oculus Link. Uh, well, don't you still have to like do some things like dr- drivers and whatnot? I haven't done it. I don't I, know. Usually I, drivers are a non-issue these days if you have everything automatic. I thought I did, but then I couldn't even get the Old Republic to run through Steam. Well, my... see, that's that's a different issue. That's a different issue because I, I've run into these, this issue a couple times too playing old games on PC that people don't talk about enough. And it is that old games do not want to run on new PCs. Yeah, that's for because sure. Because everyone's like, oh, you know, you can keep your Steam library. You don't have to worry about this kind of stuff with the backwards compatibility and whatnot. But you do, actually. You do mm-hmm. have to worry about it. Because if you get, like, an old uh, game that was optimized for drivers and uh, Windows packages back in the early 2000s, a lot of times you're going to have a real hard time getting it to run on new PCs. Because just because it's on Steam doesn't mean it's going to work for your computer. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's right. it's frustrating, man. Like, I basically... I bought this because I really wanted a way to play Magic the Gathering Arena. Like, that was, mm-hmm. like, my primary concern. And then that came to MacBook via, like, the Epic Game Store, which I, I really don't like the Epic Game Store. Um, I just think it, like, I think it, like, runs kind of crappy on Apple. And it always does this thing, like, uh, Macintosh computers have, like, this ability that you can, like, automatically open something at login. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a checkbox that you have to select. And for whatever reason, despite how many times I unselect the checkbox for epic games do not open and login it's always open oh it's and like I, scrape on microsoft PC. yeah yeah and i just i never notice it it always just drains my battery i have like a 2017 macbook pro like with the first generation with like the touch bar mm-hmm. and i got it because i needed it for video editing and it's super powerful and it's great for for what i needed it for back then but i'm doing less editing now and uh that, that thing is just such a battery hog like i really this is the worst experience i've ever had with a macbook interesting yeah, I mean, I've I've always you know just heard great things about MacBook. Oh, they're great until the Touch Bar. Like I really, really just hate the Touch Bar. It has like the finger ID thing on the side, which is incredible, and it's awesome. Not having to log into stuff, and like you can set it up for websites, and you can set it up for like your actual like admin stuff on your computer. It's awesome, but man, the battery is just pissed. Like it is just so bad, and that's like the one thing I really want in a laptop is the ability to not plug in for you know more than an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. that makes sense all right uh elijah what have you been doing this week bud uh i've been working a lot like crazy but also i've been playing a lot of final fantasy 14 again okay good stuff, um, good stuff. i'm getting through the heaven's ward campaign finally okay only about six um, years late okay. yeah I, <laughs> what's funny is i started heaven's ward like the day it came out and i haven't beaten it yet um but no like, i i was away for quite a while but i'm getting through that i'm grinding for the like moogle uh tomes that way i can get all the new mounts and such but i also want to mention i started playing my 500 dollars ps2 game what's that rule of rose oh geez. um and 
like this kind of comes into play with what we'll be talking about later with the PSN stores is like this game was never available anywhere else like digitally or anything. So it just the price skyrocketed. And it is a creepy game. It's really weird. I'm trying okay, to figure it out. It's not that creepy. I've played it. It's not that bad. Uh sorry. Children cult I find creepy. <laughs> Laughing from random places I find creepy. If I'm ever in my house and I just hear a child laughing and there I'm sure there's no child in my house, I'm leaving and never coming back to it. Yeah, yeah okay. bur- burn it Same. burn it down to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Same, but when I hear it in movies and video games, I'm like, oh my god. Okay. Oh no, I, it's it still gets me. It's uh, for me it's it's dolls. Like uh, dolls, yeah, dolls. I hate dolls. So like, like, like in a movie trailer, like I'll, you know, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm gonna go see this movie that's made for like prepubescent teens. Yeah, thanks, Marvel. I'm excited to be here. And then there's like a trailer for like a movie, and it's just like a doll on a bed, and like the hand moves or something. I'm like, what, why, like, why would you show this to me? Like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Well, it's like I'm part way into. Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Fatal Frame Five, and there's a section. It's just like the doll shrine. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, there's a whole bunch of dolls out front of the shrine, and you go in, and there's just more dolls all over the place. You're like, fine, whatever. This is the doll room. No, there are hallways, and you'll see a doll, and I'm constantly like, is the doll gonna move? Is it not gonna move? Do I have to go near the doll? Can I punch the doll before it does anything? Yeah. The answer to that last one is no. I've tried. God, much like Three Days Grace, I hate everything about you. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan of that at all. Um, yeah. Alright, what else have you been playing this week, Elijah? Doing? Uh, really, that's it. Uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Apex, I'm, you know, doing, I do my dailies for Apex, but Final Fantasy and Rule of Rose are the big ones. Do you still play uh, Dragoon in Final Fantasy? Yes. Jeez. You, I'm, level, you... I'm level 62 currently. You have gotten, Elijah, 30 <laughs> levels in 7 years. <laughs> yeah, we no. played Final Fantasy 14 together in 2013 and you were like level 30 then <laughs> hey yeah, man that's, that's good steady growth you know yeah. considering uh, it was stuck at level 50 until like 2014 or 2015 and yeah. then I got to like level 54 then quit for a while then got to level 55 then quit for another while you like the game, right? I love the game. Okay. The story <laughs> in the game is amazing. Elijah's just like, ah. Well, it, it was the whole, like, I don't want to constantly be paying for this game if, like, I don't have the time right now. Like, there are other games to play and such. Sure. I pay yeah. for that game on months. I don't even play for it. I don't, that, I don't that's, play. The, that's the weird thing. And, like, that that's what I think subscription services, like, really bum me out about. It's just, like, I, like I'm currently subscribed to DC Infinite, I think, is, like, the name of the new app and marvel unlimited and it's just i feel so dumb paying for both but like in my head i'm like oh you're a nerd you like comic books like don't you want the dc and marvel app of course i do but it's like oh man the more time i spend in one is like the more money i'm wasting on the other yeah yeah i get you and so it's just like huh all this money i'm spending on final fantasy it's just like what about what about that money i'm spending on hbo what about that money i'm spending on netflix you know have you tried the comiXology subscription uh no I haven't. I've heard. I've heard good things. I think you've talked about it before about being positive on it. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because I don't think I've ever used it. Oh, then I don't know. I have other friends besides you two. That's, hmm. that's new. 
Uh, I've heard good things from from the people who use it, but honestly, like I've been getting really into this app called Hoopla, which is just like associated with libraries, and you can get a whole bunch of borrows, and they're free, and you basically just like check out the trade paperbacks or individual mm-hmm. issues for certain mm-hmm. titles. Like I think they get like every issue of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like That's every every month that it comes out. So you can stay up to date on some books, and then others like I just play catch up on. Um, so I've been trying to use that more, but because it's free, I'm like, well, it's free, so it'll always be there. Mm-hmm. So I want to go read these issues of Captain America from 1999 just to uh, really oh, get nice. my money's worth on Marvel Limited. You say hoopla and think of books. I say hoopla and think of mini golf. See, my thing with Marvel Unlimited was I would 100% pay a subscription to read all of Marvel's newest week-to-week comics. But I don't want to pay a subscription for it three months later. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, that, 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 that's, what I, that's where I got hung up. I was like, and if you're going to do this, why not just go all the way? Like, why don't, why do we need to, I mean, I understand that you're going to lose money, but honestly, I'm not paying any money to Marvel comics right now anyway. So like, if you gave me the option to pay $15 to read Spider-Man, just Spider-Man week to week, I'd probably do it. And that's right. more, or, or, or really it comes out twice a month. So they would be making more money off me than they'd be losing in retail. Sure. So I'm I'm like, well, if they just did that, I would 100% jump it on Marvel Unlimited. I but think it's I think it's going there because it used to be a six month delay. Is did it? And now it's three months. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just that that that's where it always hung me up on on Marvel Unlimited because I just and honestly, comic books have gotten. I don't know how you feel about this, George. They have gotten out of control, expensive, out of control. Oh, they dude, did. DC just announced a whole bunch of their books are jumping up to five ninety nine. That's absurd. Ooh. Absurd. Yeah. They, they jumped up to $5 like two years ago. Yeah. And what sucks is like, I remember like, granted, I still think about the early 2000s is not that long ago, but like it was 15 years ago, four, 16 years ago. And I like first started going to the shop every week, mm-hmm. but like books were $1.99 and like the expensive ones were two twenty five, And then they kind of like some of them jumped up to two fifty. And then they just kind of blew up to two ninety nine, and then they were stable at two ninety nine for a couple of years, and then they started doing like backup pages, and then they jumped up to three ninety nine. I was like, all right, well, this isn't great, but it's three ninety nine. And then all of a sudden, like, I go to buy like the uh, the the kickoff for, I think it was Empire was the name of like the Marvel event, mm-hmm. and like that book was ten dollars, and I'm like, guys, yeah, what the every hell? once what in the a while, they get re- every once in a while they get really scummy. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, if a trade paperback is you know, 18 bucks or 15 bucks, however much you can get it, like on sale from certain websites. It's like, why would I spend, you know, four to $7 a single issue if I can just get five issues collected for the price of three issues, you know, or six and issues collected. Th- for the, the thing price is, of three man, issues. is that like, in my opinion, I don't think the quality of books has gone up in to, to match that price. I think we've gotten lower and lower quality books over the last decade to be honest with you i I, like i don't see marvel putting out any bangers in the last three years i mean spider-man's gotten better but it's still not like a must read you know i agree like i think that one's like a high c you know like a a low b but like it it doesn't knock my socks off the way like it did and like i don't know if that's me because i'm just like i'm 30 now i'm not 15 you know not some freshman in high school like reading like the john romita jr jms spider-man run you know no there's no way it's you there's, uh, let me tell you why. Because you're on a video game podcast right now, bud. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a 30 year old on a video game podcast, and we're talking about comic books right now. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like you're growing out of comics. It's like when I read Invincible, I still like tear up at the ending, right? Mm-hmm. 
And when I read certain Spider-Man arcs, I still get that feeling I got when I was a kid. But with current comics, I'm just like, oh, it's such a money hungry nickel and dime you type industry now. And it really upsets me. Yeah, because I, I don't know why I thought it was going to get better when Disney bought them. I'm like, oh, man, they could afford to take some some losses. And it's like, apparently not. Like, apparently they can't afford to take any losses on books. Um, yeah. And Marvel's like, here's King and Black and 37 weekly tie-in issues. And <laughs> it's like, you're not going to have the whole story unless you buy every single one of them. Yeah, that's one thing I've, <sighs> like, I've mi- promised myself that, like, I'm never, I, I will buy, like, the main issues of an uh-huh. event. And I will buy anything that the head writer is also writing. So like when John Hickman was doing new Avengers, Avengers and the secret war, not secret war, um, infinity. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll keep buying Avengers, new Avengers and infinity. Cause the same writer is doing all of them. So like, those are obviously going to be connected, but that's the best part about Marvel unlimited is like, I went through and I read every tie in for secret invasion that I couldn't afford back in college. And it was awesome. Like it was, it was great. I'm just like, Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't spend you know, $14 on the She-Hulk tie-in comic. Like, it was fun, but it was also like, man, at, at age 17, I would have much rather had $14, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is the nice benefit to a subscription service like that, is that you can go back and read the whole uh, compendium of stuff like that. But, man, and, and also, I just feel like Marvel Comics, especially Marvel Comics, not, not as much DC, but they just hire crap writers. It seems like anybody can get a job writing for Marvel Comics. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I've been happier generally with Marvel books than DC over the past couple of years. Like I think DC started off really strong with Rebirth, but then sort of collapsed under its own weight of like the promises it made and the promises it sort of failed to keep with that. And I haven't read any Infinite Frontier, New, New Frontier. I said editorial seems extremely strict with DC. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't seem to give the writers very much leeway in terms of their stories. It's like I, apparently that's what happened with Batman and Catwoman was uh, editorial stepped in. They're like, listen, Batman can't be happy. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. That, that Tom King run. We talked about this. Like, I think that so run good. is fantastic. Yeah. So one of the best Batman runs we've gotten in years. Yeah, for sure. It was incredible. And they just like cut him down at the, at the, at the ankles and just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, God, so annoying. So, so frustrating. Um, I will say currently at, at Marvel, um, I'm really digging Donny Cates' Thor run. I, I do. I love Donny Cates, though. I do like Donny Cates. Donny Cates is great. And uh, Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk. Is isn't Donny Cates also writing Venom? He is, yeah. Yes, that was, that's right. And that his where, Venom run has been fantastic. Yeah, that's where King and Black started. Yes. His Venom run is, has been fantastic. I do like that. Because what... Have you read Venom, George? Uh, I have up until... Absolute Carnage. Yeah, so first of all, Absolute Carnage, what a terrible event. Um but all like the thing that I love about that Venom run is since Flash Thompson, they've given the Venom its own personality. So you can see the internal monologue between the character and Venom in the two different points of view in each panel. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. I love that. God. Speaking of comic books, sorry Elijah. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to. I'm getting a new. I'm getting a new comic series soon when it starts coming out. What is it? Is, is it Apex Legends. Uh, it's like your grim oh. fairy tale stuff. That's what I was about to say. I was about to make a joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now those books are super pretty. Like those are like the last 
the vestiges of like the 90s comic aesthetic i think is like the grim fairy tale books and so i do i just wish the writing was better (laughs) i agree they're they're not great but i think they're extremely pretty to look at just because like they feel like artifacts that fell out of time so elijah we tease you but we're not really teasing you i just want you to know that um i was gonna say speaking of comic books it uh suicide squad got delayed to 2022 i was making fun of you earlier elijah in the week or was it gotham knights gotham knights Suicide, Knights, yeah. Suicide Squad was always 2022. Yeah, Gotham Knights getting delayed to 2022 is a bomb bummer. Dude, I was really looking I, forward to that game. I kind of expected it in a way just because we haven't heard anything in a while, and I mean literally anything. Like, we saw that, like, gameplay and such, but we've actually heard more about the Suicide Squad game since then than mm-hmm. that game, which kind of had me going, I don't think this game is coming out this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I was really bummed about that because me and my friends are all looking forward to playing it together. And I was like, ah, that sucks. Because there's really nothing in 2021 coming out that even speaks to me at all. Like, there's nothing I'm excited for except for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, it's Ratchet and Clank for me and uh, that Dark Alliance game, that Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it Dark Alliance? Is that what it, it is? It is Dark Alliance, yes. Okay. Uh, are you sure you're talking about Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is also coming out, and I am super excited about that. But yeah, it's, an, no. it's an early release right now. I'm excited for it to come out fully. But yeah, man, 2021 is just not looking great for me right now. And I'm just I'm kind of bummed out about that. But I'm getting caught up on a lot of old RPGs, um, which is what I've been doing this week. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still grinding my way through Trails of Cold Steel 2. I'm at the very last area, and I just cannot seem to find the time to put in to finish it. Um, and that's been super frustrating. I'm going to try and finish it tonight, but I, I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, and again, I'm having a blast with the trail series. If anyone wants to waste 80 hours in the first one uh, to get to the end, to get to the great second one, I recommend it. <laughs> so if you can waste 80 hours of your life, go ahead. Um, See, that might've been a better pitch at the beginning of a uh, quarantine. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think we're still sort of like wrapped up with COVID for the foreseeable future, but it at least seems like less, immediately scary right yeah now. i mean i don't know it, restrictions and whatnot are, are easing up and yeah but that doesn't everyone, that doesn't everyone around good. my area well no everyone around my area doesn't, doesn't seem to care anymore it's kind of they're, they're kind of over it yeah i don't know i'm so, still not going to go to like crowded places like i'm, I'm not going to a, a concert you know for the next year or two yeah. still um I'm, I'm worried about those variants but like man remember that year you just had like nothing but time and stress yeah. What a yep. what a time. <laughs> well, I, I I make toilet paper for a living, so I had um no time and tons of stress actually. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> there was it was not it was not a, a, a quiet year for Yule Seth's Lake House. Oh man, I'm um, sorry because I felt like I used toilet paper for a living, so I apologize yeah. for no, putting, I mean, that, putting that burden on you. Buy it up, button. I'm just getting bonuses over here. <laughs> bonuses left and right. But I've also been playing a ton of Pokemon Go with my girlfriend. We've been just walking around. You know, I played Pokemon Go in 2016, and then I fell off. I stopped playing it because it was super buggy, and honestly, there was not a whole lot to do yeah. in Pokemon Go at the beginning. And she rec- she she brought it up. She's like, "Why don't we try it?" And I got it, and I'm having a blast now. Like like we're we're taking all these gyms. I'm breeding these Pokemon, other eggs. Um, I got, I got my buddy Char uh, Charmeleon, taking him for a walk. That's nice. I'm having a blast. But this leads into what happened to me last night, which absolutely devastated me. 
So as you gentlemen might remember, I sold my Switch back in the summer. Yes. Because I was not needing it anymore. And the only game that I had played on my Switch significantly was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I put like over 100 hours into that game. I loved every second of it. I was breeding all the blades. I wanted to go back for New Game Plus. I very much loved my time with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I kept my memory card when I sold my Switch. And uh, my girlfriend bought her Switch over. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll pop my memory card in, transfer all my save data over, and, uh, you know, play, play Pokemon. Well, um, so it turns out that your save data actually isn't stored in your memory card. Yeah, your only your game data is. It's, it's stored, stored on the system, right? It's yeah. stored on the Switch itself. Uh... So I realized last night that that Xenoblade 2 file and my Pokemon files, they're gone. They're, they're completely oh, disappeared. Oh, And so I just sat, I sat there in bed and I was like, why? Why is Nintendo like this? <laughs> why, dude? Because every console since... I, since really the, the, the GameCube has been a complete pain to get your save data transferred off of. Yep. I mean, it, it's such a simple thing. Just allow us to transfer our save data onto memory cards, but like or they just don't. Or, or have a cloud account. <laughs> you know? And that's the thing. Like, like you, can tr- you can upload your save data to the cloud now, but I didn't think I needed to because I had a physical memory card. Sure. I had a physical memory card. You know, it's like, why would the save data not be on the memory card? And apparently, you even if like you did somehow have save data on that memory card, there, you couldn't do it. There's no way to do that. So it's just like, oh, man. so frustrating, man. Elijah, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the Vita like that too? Or it wasn't like that, but the game data and the save data were tied together, right? So you, yes. couldn't, you couldn't delete an installed game without deleting its save. Yes, that is correct. That's, oh my the God, only way to me. keep the save is to upload it to PS Plus. Huh, what I kind wonder, of absolute moron I wonder if I can still do that. that. Elijah, are you still going to be able to do that after this summer? Supposedly. We'll <laughs> see. Nobody knows for sure. Well, let's get into the topic we wanted to talk about this week, then. And that is that there's a giant rumor that the online functionality for PSP, PS3, and Vita is going to be cut off this year. So, to, to be very specific, it is saying the stores for each one. Well, that's pretty much the whole online functionality, right? I mean... well. No, there's still multiplayer for a bunch well, of games. Well, there's multiplayer and there's okay. the ability to like re-download and such, which is more tied to your account than the store itself. So like the games will stay on there, but you can't buy them. But don't you re-download through the store? No. There's no, there's an account section. Like on the PS3, there's like a tab when you hover over the store, and there's uh-huh. like account management, and then you can go into like your download history. Okay. Yes. And that doesn't require booting into the store. And on Vita, you do have to click on like the store icon, but it doesn't load the store yet. And there's like a bubble at the bottom with three dots. You click on it and you can click on download list. God, time out for a second. The Vita's UI is so bad. It is like they I agree. They should should have stuck with the cross media bar because so I've actually been using um, a Vita quite a lot lately because one of our good friends, Alden, heard me on the podcast talk about how much I wanted a Vita TV. And he's like, hey, man, I have one. I never use it. Would you like it? 
And he actually sent me a Vita TV, which is incredible because they're so hard to find now. Even oh, though yeah. you could, at one point, you could buy them for like 40 bucks because no one wanted them. But I got this Vita TV set up. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll play like Danganronpa at some point or whatever. Completely forgot that you can remote play PS4 games on it. Mm-hmm. So now what I do is I'll be laying in bed. I'll just boot up the Vita TV, start remote playing my PS4 from my, from my bed. And I'm like, this is the life. This is what I've always wanted. I don't need two consoles. Um, but but now that I'm finding out that the, the, the store is getting shut down, I'm bummed out because I don't want to buy a memory card for the thing. And I uh, and I don't want to because, you know, the stupid memory card situation. Um, but I, I would like to play some Vita games. And it seems so early to cut the store out of the Vita. It seems so it really early. Does. Like, that's the thing that gets me the most like PSP and PS3. PSP, I understand the most PS3. I, I mean, it's been 15 years now, but Vita celebrates its 10th anniversary next year. It's way too early. It's All way right. too early. So I'm, I can't decide how I feel. And, uh, I, rec- carefully. I recently, uh, joined a website as a contributor. So I, I might write about this as, a as an article. Cause I, I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. And the reason I can't decide is because this is like such a devastating blow to like games history and like preservation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. because Xbox currently has no problem letting you download 360 games or original Xbox games. So like by comparison, it just makes the PlayStation brand look less than the Xbox brand. It looks awful. And so like it looks for, absolutely awful. Optically that's super bad. But the reason I think it could be good is the stores run like crap. Like the the store on PlayStation 3 is garbage. Oh, it yeah. is a little bit better because they they redid it to like match the PlayStation 4 store. And so that at least it, it ran worse after that, but it was at least like navigable. You know, like they got rid of like the really bad uh, search bar function. Yeah, stuff. that was super annoying. And so like, I don't know if they're going to like rebrand the store and like sort of come up with emulators. But like, I think they're losing so much money by not doing that and they're they're looking like villains in terms of game preservation like i think this is a horrendous decision just in terms of the optics of like your game's history because like you're basically deleting all of your history because like this is the only way to play playstation 1 games yep this is the only way to play playstation 3 games this is not the only way to play playstation 2 games but there's a lot of playstation 2 games that are available like on the PlayStation three, you know, like, yes. and yep. the PSP is a fantastic handheld that does not get the respect it deserves. The Vita is an even better handheld that absolutely did not get the respect it deserved. And so you're just, you're literally removing more than half of your history by closing the stores. Like, I, I think that's untenable. Like, I, I think yeah. there has to be a, a plan in place to get these games functioning on new devices. I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys what, I'm so upset about this. Like, so if Sony goes through with this, I'm not buying a PS5. I I won't do it. I won't support that, man. Like, I I will straight up become an Xbox console owner exclusively because it's literally slapping people across the face. Dude, we have not had a good way to play PlayStation 1 games since the Vita came out. Yep. And people bought a ton of PS1 games 
on their PS3 and on their Vita to play them. And Sony just decided to not support that functionality going forward at all. And it's like, guys, it's not hard. They made PS1 emulators 15 years ago. I remember running them when I was in high school on my crap PC. You guys could get a PS1 emulator running on PS5 and PS4. No problem. They chose not to do it. And same goes for PS2. It's Sony. They could make a PS2 game work on PS5 if they wanted to. But they just decide not to do it, man. And it like it's gotten to the point with this kind of stuff that it's just I don't want to deal with it anymore. Their solution to everything is PS now. And yep. it's like no one wants to use that service. We've made it abundantly clear we don't want to use PS now. And not only that, it's not like all of these games are on that service. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's it is a fraction yeah. of of the history that, that that's available on the console. I was looking through my PS3 the other day. I'm part of me. I wanted to see like, huh, you know, I'm at 70% of the trophies in battlefield, bad company Two. Could I get this platinum? And then they announced this. I'm like, Oh my God, I've got to play battlefield back. Two. I got to get this platinum because like first they close down the store. Then they're going to close down just the online infrastructure entirely. Yep. And like, man, I've got like every crash game. I've got almost every final fantasy game, every resident evil game. Like I've got, all this stuff on my PlayStation three. And I'm like, how, how is it possible that I can play this on a what 15 year old device now? Right. 2006, yes. 2007, 2006, Xbox 360. Yeah. PS three is 2006. Yeah. Xbox 360 is 2005. And it's like, how, how the Holy hell is it possible for me to do it on this? How does my PSP go still work and play PS one games, but my PlayStation five, cannot I, I don't understand what why <laughs> like it, it seems disrespectful not just the people who bought and enjoy this but disrespectful to like the developers who built all these games you know to the designers who who did everything they could <laughs> to, to make the stuff work on impossible hardware 20 years ago yep mm-hmm. it's and it's getting to the point like i said where i'm just i'm over it man no that's sony, sony sony has given us no support whatsoever and, like, as good as their exclusive games are, right, the, really the only one I'm looking forward to is God of War and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's probably not coming out for the longest time. So I, I swear to God, like, I, I won't buy a PS5. I just won't do it. Like, it does, it does not seem like a worthwhile investment to me while Sony is doing things like this. And this is another reason why... Like I'm a big fan of physical media yeah. because then that game is still out there. So like, you know, yes, it's going to suck. We are going to lose the ability to play some of these games. But the fact is a lot of people have put their heart and soul into some of these games and they're just going to be lost to time and history. And it's like, whether, you know, it always comes to, to the discussion does art need to be good or is it just art no matter what it is like art is art and that's what a lot of these games are like whether they're good or bad a lot of these games are art in an art form and they're just going to be gone to lost to history yeah i used to clown you for that all the time but i've come around now man like we need physical media Mm mm-hmm it, we it, we need it. it has to it has to stick around especially 
if we're going to keep seeing things like this from Sony. And this, these are the kind of decisions that will absolutely deal a massive blow to Sony's goodwill. The goodwill that Sony's developed over the last the, few I years. I, I think they already lost it, to be honest. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, they, they still put out great games. Great exclusive games. Sure, they do. But that's also, like, them creating something to get money for me. Like, I don't consider that goodwill. Like, I'm not going to pat them on the job for being good at their job. Or, sorry, pat them on the back for being good at their job, you know? That's like, fair. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, it's one of those things, like, oh, Christopher Nolan made a really good movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a director. Like, it's good that he made a good movie. I'm not going to, like... I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to, Oh, he's exe- executive producing like a reality show. It's like, well, I mean, I don't care about that. So I'm just going to pat, like, it's not like just because someone's name is attached, like just because Sony produced like a, a big first party game doesn't mean like I'm automatically in because like they're charging me $70 to check it out now. So, yeah. And that's, that's a really fair and honestly smart viewpoint. Um, so I, I think they shot their wad on terms of goodwill and like Xbox, like it just sucks. that like, I just simply do not like, xbox stuff nearly as much as i like playstation stuff because that's where i'm at too man like i just i love halo and i've i've recently become a fan of gears of war but like besides that like yeah like i don't know like forza horizon's fun but then i'm just like not super interested (laughs) excuse me sorry um adult beverages i'm just not super (laughs) interested in like a lot of the stuff that's available on xbox you know and like i don't like the store as much as i like the store on on my playstation there's just certain little idiosyncrasies about PlayStation consoles that just speak to me a little bit better than Xbox stuff. But like, I don't know. It seems like Xbox treats their fans better, you know, mm-hmm. treats their customers better. Like lately they have Xbox had what, like a solid year, two years where they're like, they got their heads got a little too big, you know? And that's when the, the whole, um, we have a console for them. It's called the Xbox 360 comments came out and whatnot. But it seems like they have learned their lesson. And they're like, yeah. we're going to build as much goodwill as possible. No, they ate their humble pie. Yep. And Games Pass is like an incredible service. Mm-hmm. And they, yep. just rolled in tell, EA, they just rolled an EA Play to that, right? I t- uh, yeah, I tell everyone about Games Pass. Everyone. Now, here's another thing we lose with these stores going down. Uh, with certain games, you know, like with the PS1 Classics and certain PS2 games. On PSN with the PS1 Classic, you can buy Suikoden 2 for $5.99. But if you wanted to try and play that without a digital version of it, the only way to get it is to pay. The disc itself is going for $182 right now. Or right now, you can get it for $5.99. You can play the game. Wow. Yeah, man, I looked up a whole bunch of stuff. I wrote an article for no one i wrote it for my blog i was super bored and just wanted to type something and like i got so mad at nintendo but my argument was that nintendo is the only people who treat video games like art because they price it the way artists do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so like yeah it's super frustrating that like there's no reason i can't just like buy pokemon platinum on my switch you know and just like because there's limited touch screen on the switch like anything on the menu i could do there the screen itself is like bigger than the two screens combined like there's no reason i can't be able to or like i could turn it horizontally even like there's no reason that i can't do this you know yeah except nintendo won't let me do it and so i looked it up and like a copy of pokemon platinum is like what 180 dollars now like yeah. it's just like some ridiculous thing you know and it's just okay i guess them charging 60 dollars for donkey kong tropical freeze isn't that bad because 
of reasons, you know, like, I guess it's still available. That's nice. But just thinking about like all the stuff that's not available simply because like, they don't want it to be. And like them creating this annoying secondary market that is just infuriating to navigate. Oh yeah. I saw a picture today that I couldn't help but laugh. And it said, uh, what companies are doing for game preservation. And it said, PlayStation, we're t- turning off PSP, Vita, and PS3 stores, so you can't download <laughs> these games anymore. Xbox, we're letting you download all your old games, but we want everybody to go completely digital. We swear, it'll be fine. And then Nintendo just goes, we're actually killing Mario. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's because it's true. Yeah, it really is. Nintendo, dude, Nintendo is just so frustrating to deal with, man. I'm, I'm telling you what, and it never ceases to amaze me. Like the the kind of stuff they pull, like when they release that Mario collection, they're like, "This is not only going to be around a limited time. Get it while you can, you nerds." Yeah, and it's like, yeah. ah, God, and why? Like, yeah, why, man? This is great for us who have a Switch now, but God forbid you want to get a Switch later, you're screwed. And the same th- same thing with that uh, um, Fire Emblem game. Why is that going away? It's Mario's 25th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's ridiculous. Like, they've been doing this, like, forever, though. Like, uh-huh. the Satellaview stuff that happened, like, on Super Nintendo in Japan, that was, like, incredibly cool stuff, man. Like, there, there were games that were delivered directly to your Super Nintendo via, like, the internet, basically. Like, through, like, satellite cable that was unplugged into your Super Nintendo. And you were able to play, like, remix versions of, like, important levels from video games. You were able to play, like, new adventures. And, like, they have that code, because I've seen people run it, but they refuse to, like, make that stuff available. And it's just, like, why like why wouldn't you put out this incredibly cool relic of, like, your past? Like, why aren't you more proud of your achievements, you know? It's because they want you to want it, George. It's like It's like... It's like having sex with your old lady, right? Like... You got to build, you got to build the suspense so that finally you just can't take it anymore. And you're like, God, please, Nintendo, give me what I want. And then they're like, okay, you finally wanted enough. Are you you good? You done? That's exactly what it's like. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, And this isn't the first time that they've made scarcity in their products. I mean, the Wii when it was first releasing, they were holding back consoles. Like, it was proven (laughs) scarcity. Like, they found out, yeah, this was actually them just making it scarce. That way, oh no, we can't find any, we better buy it now. Meanwhile, they're like, they're all sold? Alright, send out ten more. It's like, and they went back on that, like, released a whole bunch of them then, like, two years later, they're like, maybe we overdid this. Yeah, it was cool, that was when I finally got one. Uh maybe, Maybe we overshot it a little bit. Center a little too hard. Yeah, God, I, well, I was talking about that and just like my frustration with like Nintendo games never going down in price, you know, like, and I'm I'm probably gonna write something else just because I love having a couple beers and then just going on my blog and just getting weird. But like, I'm I'm really sad. Like now that we're like fully into like the Switch lifespan, and there's like no more 3ds. Like I'm really sad that like we'll never be able to buy like a first party Nintendo game for forty dollars anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a bummer. Like, Samus Returns, like, the, the 3DS Samus game, uh, was it? It was Metroid Samus Returns, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That game was incredible. Like, that game was awesome. That game was better than a lot of AAA console games that I played. 
and that game was forty dollars. <laughs> like that's just that's like such like an appealing thing. And I don't know. I'm I'm sad that like we'll never get them doing. I, I guess like special Nintendo things. Like they they just become like a new Nintendo. And it seems like Sony's becoming a new Sony. And the only one who seems to be like trying anymore is Xbox. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, it's just, it's, I, you guys, I can't begin to explain, like, I'm a PlayStation guy, but, like, the original Xbox is incredible. Like, I absolutely adore the original Xbox. That, that console is very important and very special to me. Yeah, I love the original Xbox, too. Um, but, like, I can't play half of the freaking games I have on my Xbox One, so it's just kind of like, what the hell are you doing, guys? Like, yeah. like, let, let me rent an Xbox emulator. Like, seriously, just charge me five bucks a month. It would be so much easier to buy these games digitally. You're never going to do it. So just, like, let me buy $10 a month. You know, include it in Games Pass. I'll subscribe. Make it a Game Pass exclusive thing. I will subscribe to Game Pass. But let me rent an original Xbox emulator so I can just, like, put my discs in and, like, have a better experience. Because I know you can just, like, automatically upscale all this stuff. Like, like come on. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? And... <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um... I don't know, man. It it really is a bummer, but we come full circle here. Sony shutting down the their their digital storefronts on. I can see them shutting down digital storefront on the PSP, right? Sure. Digital storefront on PSP was never that big anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PS3. Says, I would says, even says forgive pi- a little more. pirate uh, pirate stuff over here. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, but PS3, I would even forgive a little more because it, it doesn't work well and console 15 years old now yeah it's old like you gotta do i mean i don't see why they're losing so much money they have to shut it down but whatever um and then like they do the vita though and there is literally like, a new game coming out to vita next month and it, it just seems like sony is so desperate dude to kill the vita and they, they, they just view this Vita as like this huge mistake when I, the Vita has maybe the most dedicated and rabid fan base in all of gaming. Like the, the Vita, the Vita fan base is loyal and they will play anything that comes to that, that godforsaken console. You have one right here. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm proof of that. I'm a little, I'm a little more, you know, uh, judicious when it comes to the Vita games I play, but man, I love my Vita. I really love my Vita. Here's my thought. If they, you know, want to save money, whatever, but if they, like, why couldn't they just be like, hey, January, we're going to put the stores up. And then at the end of January, the stores go back down. Then the next year comes, January, the stores go up again. Like, even if they just want to put the stores up for a month. That's really interesting. You know, because then, you know, Christmas, people are going to get, maybe someone gets an old PS3 or something like that put the stores up let them spend that uh money yeah sony let me give you that cheddar oh you know what else i just realized this makes the psp what was it called the psp go yeah completely completely useless you cannot buy one ever it's completely useless i i I actually want to try and uh get one within the next like two months and then just download all of my digital games onto it I've only seen a couple in the wild. I've only I, seen a couple. I love mine. I bought mine. I was going abroad my junior year of college. So that was 2000, oh, 2010 to 2011. God, you're so young. Yeah, God, what happened? Um, <laughs> Aren't we the same age? 
I'm 31 in July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 31 or I'm, yeah, I'm 31 in August. So you're actually a month older than me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, and I bought a PSP go bundle and it came with like SOCOM fire team, Bravo three little big planet. And I think mod nation racers, I think. Uh, but man, I went ham on that thing that, that like that PSP go. I didn't realize uh, how much my hand hurt until I like finally like this past summer bought a PSP like 3000, I think uh-huh. like just to see what the difference was. Uh, so I had no idea like, oh, you're telling me I don't have to break my hand to play portable PlayStation video games. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but man, the PSP go incredibly special, incredibly cool. Like one of my favorite console designs of all time, incredibly painful on my hands, but it is it is such a cool little piece of hardware history yeah that sucks because I've, I've, I've only ever seen one a couple times and dude the psp had such a banger lineup of games oh too. so yeah. good so good like th- that's what i was doing today i went through all of the like downloadable psp games i'm mm-hmm. going through here and i'm like oh this game is great this game is great this game is great i didn't even know this game was here mm-hmm. there's so many good ones well, yeah. that was back in the day, like, I don't understand why so many more console games were ported to PSP than they were to Vita. You know, but, like, I remember playing, like, Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, which was, like, a really, really good Adult Swim cartoon that I enjoyed very much in college and high school. Uh, but it was, like, a point-and-click, almost like a Phoenix Wright game. And, like, that worked beautifully on the PSP, you know, uh-huh. so many big console games came to PSP way better than they did on the Vita. And like, I'll never understand why, but also they knew when to get experimental on the PSP. Like they knew they couldn't bring a kill zone game to PSP. So instead of trying to make a first person shooter on a device with like one trackpad or whatever they ended up calling like the little nub thing, like they made an isometric third person shooter, like a strategy game almost. And like that game was awesome. That game was hard as hell. But that game was incredible. And, like, why didn't they get that experimental and weird on Vita, you know? Uh-huh. I'll never understand that either. Because it just seemed like at, right out the gate, Sony just licked their wounds and accepted their losses with Vita. That's what it seemed like, man. Yep. They just gave up immediately. They were like, oh, we're falling behind the 3DS. All right, stop all production. It's like, hey, man, relax. And that's why, like I said, one of the things that didn't help was the Vita was stuck in between the PS3 and PS4. It yes. came out right at the end of the PS3 and had functionality with that. But the PS4 came out a year later and the PS4 didn't even acknowledge it as a system. Yeah. Like you plug it into the PS4 and it's like, there's a strange thing plugged into this console. I was so excited because like I remember like having a 32 gigabyte memory card or 16. Like I had some kind of memory card. I know I wanted a bigger one, but couldn't afford it because, you know, we, we've talked about it. And I was just like, oh, well, like, I got a 500 gigabyte hard drive on my PlayStation 4. Like, I'll just leave Vita games downloaded on there and then swap them out. And then, yeah, you can't even do that. It's it's preposterous. Um, yeah. So I just saw on, and bought an adapter on Amazon that converts micro SD cards to Vita cards. I so you, I, I bought it. I'm pretty sure you need to, like, hack your Vita to use that, though. Yes. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> no, I, I, I looked into that, too. I think I actually sent that to the Slack channel a couple months ago. Cause I was just like, wait, wait a second guys. El Dorado. Um, I will have, dude, listen, listen, I will hack my Vita. No problem. If it allows me to get normal memory cards out of spite, out of fair. spite. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because why that was one of the biggest reasons that console died 
And then they made multiple versions of the Vita, right? Never got rid of that that, yeah. uh, that problem. They're like, no, yeah. you're going to buy our proprietary memory cards. Well, it's because people like uh, you ruined the PSP, Seth. So thanks, man. Appreciate I it. Was, I was a teenager, sir. <laughs> I wouldn't have bought those games anyway. It's all right. Metallica hates me still because I downloaded songs off Napster. I get it. Um, How dare you? <laughs> I just I just wanted to listen to cool music. Also, I was eight years old and I had no money. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> exactly. That, that's There's like really interesting studies about piracy that people that can't afford to buy stuff usually do. But the people that pirate things normally are people that wouldn't buy them to begin with because they don't have the money. Yeah. It's a really interesting phenomenon. And, you know, situations like this with the stores going down, this is where piracy is a good thing because yeah. at least people can get those games and have a way to keep these games alive. Yep. It really is a shame, man. It really is a shame because I, f- I just feel like Sony had so much goodwill and they are digging themselves a really, really deep trench. And that sucks to see. Yeah, it it does. I also want you guys to know that there is a Vita game called uh, Idle Death Game TV. Idle Death Game TV. Okay. And I want it. I don't know what it is. It apparently IDLE or IDOL. IDOL. So like okay. idols, like the singers. It's gotcha. some Japanese game, but it's Idle Death Game TV. And I Have... think I might order it tonight. Have either of you guys played um, Doki Doki Literature Club? Yes. I I've been thinking about playing it. I love it. Um, I heard it's like quite horrifying. It is terrifying. I will, I will give this. You need to play, and before you say anything, I will tell you what makes it easier. You need to play through the game three times. What? So here's the thing, though. <laughs> the, that's why I said let me finish. The first playthrough is like, three three and a half to four hours the second playthrough is 15 minutes oh okay the third playthrough is like an hour all of them are different like there's a reason you have to keep restarting the game that reminds me of near automata yes yes actually that is the best uh best way to put it is like it's technically three playthroughs but Uh they're all different and it's all continuing the story yeah, the Nier Automata thing broke me because I don't like A2, not A2, um, what's Nine, 2B's Nine companion? S. 9S, I hate that character. Yeah, I, I hated playing as him so much. So, like, I, I fully intend to go back someday, but the fact that I had to complete the playthrough of 9S makes me not want to. That's what makes it so hard, because, like, 9S's route was so bad, but then uh, the next route was amazing. Yeah, it was there's the two, best there's part two more the routes I have to do, right? Uh technically there's there's another one technically there's three but uh it's the same route that you can basically load up or i don't even think that i think it's literally the same route and you start it and it's like we know you've done this and it fast forwards you basically to where the new stuff starts oh okay that's pretty cool i i think it's been a long time since i did it because we all know i bought the platinum basically you can't buy like in game, you can't buy story trophies. You have to actually do those. So that's why. Oh, it's, so you had to work for it. It's been a while, <laughs> so I can't remember exactly how it's set up. But I Damn feel it. like that like third route, the second and third time you play it, is super short compared to the first time you play it. But I, I don't remember. 
I bet you were just out of control. I'm confused. Just, when you say no, second and third route, are you talking Doki Doki or are you talking near Automata? Near. The okay. second the second and third route of the third route is so so weird to talk about. Basically, you need endings A, B, C, D, and E. <sighs> That's why I've never played that game. Route one <laughs> is A, route two is B, route three is C, and then route three is D and E. It's really good though, Mr. George. It's really good. It, it is I'm, fantastic. I'm sure it is. Let me put it this way. I think Platinum Games are boring as all hell. I think this game is amazing. You okay. don't like Platinum Games? No, nah, I find all their games really boring. Didn't you love Metal Gear Rising? I thought it was okay. I beat it, but at no point I was like, man, this game is great. The that, only first, th- that first level is pretty dope. Like when you're fighting the, the only thing I like super yeah. loved about it is how the last spoilers for a game from number of years ago, the last boss is just this senator who's built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Senator Amidala. <laughs> you literally just fight <laughs> Senator Amidala. Wow. You, f- you finish what was started on that platform at the beginning of episode two. <laughs> I did not see that coming, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine's just like, I must finish what I've started. Palp- snaps her neck. <laughs> I always think, when I think of Palpatine, I immediately think of like him on the ground after fighting uh, Mace Windu. It's his most memorable scene. No, it's no, his most no, memorable scene. No, 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 no. Yeah, and just him like just lightning turds out of his little fingers. Yeah. Have you guys ever <laughs> dove into like the, the meme side of star wars fandom uh the only time i ever have was when i was looking up a whole bunch of memes all about anakin and uh amidala's romance and it's it's like man look at what you did to all these tuscan raiders i know wait till you see me with a bunch of kids dude (laughs) the the meme culture around star wars is fantastic there is like meme groups on Facebook of Star Wars that have hundreds of thousands of members and they make the funniest stuff I think I've ever seen in my life. And, and a lot of it has to do with Palpatine. It's mostly about the prequels, right? Yeah. Yes, because they're, they're I mean like not always, but the prequels are so cringy and so easy to meme that like well, yeah, well, a lot I of feel it is like I don't know. I feel like the funniest people on the internet are like our kids, you know, and like yeah. the, that was their Star Wars. So like I totally get why they've got uh, a, a preference towards towards the prequels. I try not to engage with, like, a lot of, like, fan content when it comes to Star Wars just because, like, so many of the fans are so annoying. No, that's extremely toxic. Yeah. Also, uh, I went to Star Wars night at a Phillies game and up on the scoreboard, whenever one of the opposing team players was up to bat, they would have, like, a little quote from the player. So it would, like, say so-and-so is up to bat and then underneath it, favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. And just like all horrible stuff like that. It's like uh, thinks Senator Palpatine was right. There's like all different stuff like that. That's pretty. That's awesome. Uh, I actually I bought a hat that the front of it has the Phillies P. But if you look to the side of it, the P is being projected by R2. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) R2. Yeah, dude. Um, I can't believe I thought you lived in Philly, you know, with uh, your Eagles fandom and the fact that you go to Philly's games. Yeah, I'm an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, just a, I'm just a i'm just a big dumb dummy i guess you see now you acknowledge it oh my god <laughs> hey hey be, be nice to mr george can't right. wait for you to can't wait for you to lose the division elijah you george, guys want to hear ow. something really cool before we wrap up the show today yeah yeah so 
I would. You guys know I'm, I'm going to Disney World at the beginning of May. I did not and know this. Did not yes. know. In fact, we talked about this. Nope. I, I drink a lot. Okay. Um, Elijah, you may not have been on that week, but uh, we have to. You have to make meser- reservations for everything now because yep. their their COVID restrictions are pretty pretty hardcore. Um, and I tried to make my lightsaber restrict uh, reservations. And I couldn't. It was all sold out the first day we're going. We're going two days to Galaxy's Edge because me and my girlfriend are huge Star Wars fans. And I call my sister. I'm like, hey, is there something going on? Like, on this day? And she goes, yeah, it's Star Wars Day. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, it's May the 4th. (laughs) It's Star Wars Day. I'm like, oh, no way. So, like, I I had just randomly picked that day to go to Galaxy's Edge. And I'm a Star Wars fan. Like the odds of that happening are so slim. And I'm like, oh, that's gonna be amazing. It'd be on Galaxy's Edge on um on Star Wars Day. It's gonna be really cool. I'm really excited for it. Actually, the beginning of May, I am going to Ohio. I'm going to a whiskey tasting with the voice of Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah, that's Hail to the chief, baby. Yeah. I'm also going to see some friends because, like, some friends are the ones that are kind of running it. But yeah, I always just, that, right? I always just start <laughs> with the whole whiskey tasting with the voice of Duke Nukem because that's what usually gets the wait, what? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> couldn't just, couldn't just let Seth have his really cool Star Wars day at Star no, Wars uh, Town, could, uh, could you? <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth's Star Wars day, at Star Wars Town is the f- coolest thing. I want to go so bad. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, in early May, I'm actually doing a lot of cocaine with Toby Maguire, and he's going to teach me how to play backgammon. So I'm also pretty busy uh, in the beginning <laughs> of May. Well, at least yeah, hi, man. You know what? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's probably a better backgammon player than Spider Man. Shut Do up. Do me a favor when he's when he's all messed up on cocaine. Get the uh, get the lowdown on the new Spider Man movie. For me. Uh, yeah, no, I will. Um, thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. Anything for a friend. Uh, but to finish that story, wrap it up. I, I did get a reservation for the second day, which is Friday. Good. We're going to be down there. So Good. I will be making my own lightsaber. Um, I will send a picture to you guys, and I'll just go. Yes. Uh, and with the picture, I'm just going to put a subtitle. Ha ha, you don't have this. <laughs> Perfect. I, I actually, uh, I am planning a trip down there as soon as, like, basically, I'm going with uh, a couple people I know. So oh, as soon as very I, mysterious, I'm very going with mysterious. I'm going with Duke Nukem. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Duke. I'm Nukem. meeting up with Miss Frizzle. Uh, Yo, Miss Frizzle, awesome. <laughs> I'm um, going with a couple people I know. Don't ask who. A couple people. Oh no! Like I, so far only like one person is confirmed. So we're waiting to hear back from like the other two or three. Who do we have? Couldn't just let Seth, couldn't just let Seth go to Disney Star Wars Town for two days. Could you? <laughs> our be- our best men are on it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't wait uh because those lightsabers look dope. Do you know uh who's you're going to like base it on? Like the hilt? Whatever looks coolest when I get down there, Elijah. Fair so, enough. So Kylo Ren. No. <laughs> <laughs> got jokes, I got them. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's wrap up this week's episode of Frame Skip episode 49. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Do you guys have any closing comments? Four uh, days until Monster Hunter Rise. Woo! I'll tell Toby Maguire that you all say hi. Thank you. Tell him his trilogy is the worst out of them. I agree with Seth. All right. You can find us on Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com slash frame skip pod. 
We are at FrameskipPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Seth the 90s Kid. Don't follow me. You can find Elijah <laughs> at Twitter at Local Lizard Man. You can find Austin at Twitter at Austin JLR and George at GB Loftus. And Coach is at FrameskipPod. This episode should go up Friday, March 29th. Yeah, it feels right. 26th. 26th. I was close. I knew it was a I don't know. Austin's, Austin's got a, a full plate this week, so I don't know. I will. Maybe get you'll never hear this. Maybe this episode will fall into the ether. I will never Ooh. not laugh at Coach being at Framescape. <laughs> you can send us questions in. Time. You can send us questions in at bitly.com. Nope, that's not how that works. Forget that part. It's bit.ly slash frameskipq. Bit.ly slash frameskipq. And until next time, guys, thank you for joining us. And I, I hope your frames don't skip. Yeah.